Welcome back to episode 121 of the Woman of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. This is Judy Stevens, producer, bringing you another installment of the Voices of Marvel where we celebrate the creative voices here at Marvel, those who built Marvel's legacy, and those who continue to move it forward. A true behind-the-scenes look as to who they are as artists, storytellers, and of course, Marvel fans. Join us as we welcome the voice of Miss Marvel herself, Kat Kavari, to the podcast. Welcome to the Woman of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. This is Judy Stevens, producer. And this is Sana Amanath, director of content and character development. I want to welcome you back to the Voices of Marvel segment in particular, uh, where we get to talk to some of the awesome creators uh, behind the scenes here at Marvel. And of course, we uh, have uh, the opportunity to talk to people a little bit unexpected, not just the the writers and artists that we have here at Marvel, but some of the actors um, and producers and screenwriters. And today we have a very special person who I'm obviously personally very excited to have aboard um, voice actor Catherine Kavari, who is uh, who is uh, doing the voice of Ms. Marvel currently on Avengers Assemble. So, Catherine, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for having me. It's really exciting to be talking to, to both of you. Well, it's obviously very exciting for us because we never really imagined uh, Ms. Marvel would have a life beyond, <laughs> <laughs> beyond issue issue nine of the actual comic book series. So uh, you have to understand uh, that you are living up not only a lot of little girls' dreams out there, uh, but also uh, a lot of my dream and and Willow's dream to actually be talking to uh, the real Ms. Marvel. Yeah. How how does that feel for you? (laughs) It makes me feel great. It's it's so exciting that... um, Well, I I was so excited to know that Ms. Marvel's um, Kamala Khan was such a popular comic book series. Um, I had heard about it before I'd gotten the voiceover um, job, and it was just really fun to know that there was this, you know, woman of color, Pakistani girl who was popular in the comic book world. So to be able to be involved in that in some way makes me, I'm super proud of it. Yeah, and and honestly, um, I'm I couldn't have thought of anyone more perfect to voice uh, Kamala when I was getting um, the tapes and I was listening to uh, all of the people auditioning for the role. As soon as I heard your voice, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's her. That's Kamala Khan." <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I have a big smile on my face right now. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so so why don't we why don't we um, uh, backtrack a little bit and talk about uh, more more about you? You are um, you're Persian American, right? I am, yes. I'm Iranian-American. So, what did you... I, guess, I had heard through the grapevine that you actually um, started your career in science and infectious diseases, and now suddenly you are doing acting and voice acting roles. Um, what happened there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
You mean it doesn't sound like a natural transition from you know, one career to the next? Um, it's, it's weird, right? It's I mean, <laughs> acting's kind of like an infectious disease. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely feels that way. It definitely feels that way. Once you got it, it's like, it's with you for life. Um, well, so I, I was, I had always wanted to act ever since I was little. I was, I was an only child, so there was a lot of just me entertaining myself, which I never had a problem with. Um, I never really got bored. So I was good at self-entertainment and naturally thought, like, that means I can entertain everybody. And I had expressed that to my parents on multiple occasions, um, and they were both not into that idea at all. So (laughs) the deal had been, (laughs) the deal had been, how about you go ahead and get your college degree in something else, and when you're done with that, you can do whatever you want with your life. Um, by the time I had gotten to college, I still had this, this acting bug, and I, but I also loved it. <laughs> so it's weird, because I, I, I fell in love with infectious diseases when I saw the movie Outbreak in the sixth grade, and I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And I wanted to like step outside of the theater because I was so overwhelmed by the fear, but at the same time, I couldn't leave. and. Again, I think that just boils down to like the magic of movie making too. <laughs> but um, I, um, I was like, all right, well, I like infectious diseases. It's a cool like side hobby that I'm always super into. So I guess I'll just major in that. <clears throat> and I did in undergrad, and I took acting classes in undergrad. And then, you know, practicality kind of took over, and um, I went straight to grad school after that. And then it was like, all right, well, I guess I'm just gonna stick to infectious diseases, but while I was in grad school, I was, I was doing my program in London, and London's like a, you know, big theater city, and as a student, you got really great discounts on theater shows, so I saw a lot of theater, and the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts was like right next to my school, so I passed by these students every day, kind of like longingly looking at them, and being like, this is what I want to do too, so of course, I had to call my mom, and I was just like, Mom, it's not going away. Like, I still want to do this. She's like, all right, well, you've gotten your degree, so just come home and do whatever you want to do. And that was kind of like the blessing I needed to go forth, I guess. But <clears throat> when I came home, I, I started working in public health, um, and I did acting classes after work. And then it just sort of continued from there. And then I moved to New York because I was from Oakland. I started off in Oakland, moved to New York, and then did the move to LA a few years ago. So that's, that's how it sort of evolved. So you, but you, so you started out in theater, right? Um, well, um, so I, I had taken theater classes in, uh, in undergrad. And then when I was in New York, I did mostly theater work there too. Um, and then when I got to LA sort of transitioned more into like TV film stuff. But when I started off, yeah, I, I did like local theater in the Bay and I did local theater in, in, uh, in New York. And then, um, and then I came, and then I came here. So how do you prepare for sort of like these different variety of roles? I mean, obviously stage acting, you have to memorize an entire script and, and it's more than, and it's obviously your face and your body, but while like voice acting is just, you know, you, you may not get the script necessarily that early, depending on how secret the company is. Uh, and, you know, you have to use just your voice. Like, what's the yeah. process? Um, so, yeah, I mean, you, you hit on it. It's like you can, you can really express yourself on camera with your expressions, with your facial expressions, your body language. Um, and you can't do that with, with voice acting. So um, there's a lot of 
Well, there's a lot of just imagining that what's happening is actually happening. And there's also just bringing as much emotion, sort of channeling it into your voice instead of everywhere else. I mean, it, it goes everywhere else too, but it has to be strongest in your voice. Um, so that that's kind of where the focus is. And then, and then also just uh, having a lot of fun with it. I mean, I think for me, animation, voice acting is just tons of fun. You get to play with your voice a lot. You get to do different pitches. No one gets to, you know, no one's seeing you, so you, you get to full-on play. Um, so it's, it's a good time for me. Those are some of my favorite auditions are going out for, for voice, voice roles. I mean, personally, I think it's it's awesome because you don't really have to dress up or put makeup on, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I mean, I just, like, that's the best part is, like, I don't have to do my hair. I don't have to do my makeup. No one cares what I look like. I just kind of roll out of bed, head to the studio, you know, play with my different voices. I get to do different accents. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's the coolest It's the coolest version of, of well, one of the coolest versions of yeah that's why we love that's why we love doing these podcasts and we've done so many of them is because nobody has to look at us we just have to look at each other it's great it's true it's awesome it's awesome that no one's there staring at you so let's fast forward now you get a call to audition for this role with miss marvel what was that whole experience like and and also like were you like comics what i mean were you new to it is this was this Big surprise? Were you a big nerd inside, like we all are? Uh, right. Well, yes, I'm a big nerd inside. I, I did study infectious diseases, but I wasn't. I wasn't into comics, sadly, and I didn't. It was a new world for me, for sure. I had heard of of Ms. Marvel before because of one of my good friends who had told me about her and about her character, and he was super excited about. It. He knew I would be because, um, I, you know, I, I write a little bit too, and a lot of the writing that I did before had to do with fighting stereotypes of, you know, Middle Easterners and, and Muslim people. So he's like, yeah, you, you find this really cool. And, and I did. So um, I, I didn't grow up with comics, but I had grown up with other superpowers that I wanted, which was like, you know, astral projection and like psychic abilities. And I was super into X-Files and aliens. And I did my science project on like whether or not, like, what percentage of the population believe that, like, alien life existed. And I was, like, in the fifth grade. So I, I, had a, I, I nerded out in, like, a different way. But um, but still, in, you know, that was, I, I was all about, I was really focused on finding this one book that was called How to Astrally Project in 10 Days. And I used to go to the library every single day to find this book. But it was, I guess someone had stolen it, so it was always lost. And I still haven't gotten my hands on that book, but that was like a big focus of mine for a couple of years in elementary school was I needed to learn how to astrally project. But um, but yeah, so then when I got the, the Ms. Marvel um, audition, I was really excited about it because I had heard about it already, but I don't know, as actors, like every uh, every audition you get, it's just sort of like, all right, do your best in this, you know, bring yourself into it, bring what you, what you got into it, but then keep your expectations low. So... Because you're not, you're probably not going to get it. <laughs> That's just the nature of the business. There's lots of uh, projection. So, I mean, I, I loved the, the fun was in the, the, the text. It was in the script and it was in her words. So it wasn't too difficult to kind of bring that out um, in me too. And when I went to the audition, I just remember being like, this is funny. This is fun. Cool. I'm going to go ahead and do this and let's see what happens. And when I found out I got it, I was like, whoa. And I told my friend, who's a big comic book guy, and he was so pumped. 
And I was like, well, he's super pumped too, so this must mean, this must, this must be pretty cool. So um, I, then I let myself get more and more excited as, um, as I kind of, it was kind of like confirmed that, okay, I'm just, I get to be this model. What was your sort of process for voicing Kamala? Did you just go listen to a lot of people talking in New Jersey? <laughs> hey, I'm offended. I'm offended. <laughs> What's funny is, like, at first I was like, I want to do, like, this typical, like, you know, the stereotypical, like, New Jersey accent. They're like, no, 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 just, you know, do it in your own voice. So I was like, all right, fine, I guess I'll just, you know. So I just, I was more of, like, trying to sound younger because I, I knew she was younger. And um, and just, I don't know, it's funny because it it wasn't one of those things where I was like, oh, man, how am I going to get this thing down? It was kind of like I, I, I got it as soon as I read it. I was just like, oh, okay. This is what she sounds like, and um, and it worked out for me that you know what I heard in my head was was what they wanted to hear. Um, but yeah, it somewhat came naturally to me to voice her. Well, you know, there's a lot of when we first realized we were going to put her on the show, it was obviously a very very big deal, and a lot of fans got excited. Were you aware of? all of this sort of excitement um, and the expectations with this character? Like, did you, or, or I mean, it might be a good thing if you didn't um, know about it. Did you internalize no, any of that? I, no, no, I didn't. I think from, it, when I first got it, I didn't know. I was like, okay, this is cool. This is awesome. I get to be this character that I'd already heard about. And, you know, there was all this buzz about through my friends. Um, it wasn't until, like, it sort of progressed more. And the, I, I have tons of friends, actually, that are big comic book people. And, it was it was only through them when I when I tell them and seeing their excitement that I was like oh okay this is kind of a big deal for more than one friend mm-hmm. they're all really excited about this and I know how um, dedicated and loyal comic book fans are and so the more I sort of became immersed in this and the more reactions I saw that's when it started to build they're like okay this is this is getting this is bigger than I thought it was mm-hmm. gonna be and then it was then. It, then I did start to get nervous about, like, the first episode being released. I was like, oh, my God, are they going to like her voice? Is it going to be cool? Is, they, is that how they, they started their, their heads, the fans? And, and yeah, then, then I got nervous. So I was like, well, it's done. So hopefully, hopefully it will go over well. <laughs> well, who is Kamala Khan to you then? I mean, you've obviously been with her now for a little while. So who, who is she to you? Who does, what does she mean to you? Um, it's funny because... She, this is, first of all, she's, I feel like she's, she's the fun side of me. Like when I get to go in, I get to do her voice. I really look forward to it. I'm like, this is going to be a fun time because she's so enthusiastic about, she's new to this world and she's wanted this so badly. And, and, you know, her heroes, now she's going to be, you know, part of the world that her heroes are a part of. And She's new to it, so she's still not jaded by anything, and there's still such an excitement for her. And, I mean, I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing, but in a lot of ways, like, that's kind of how I felt when I made that switch from infectious disease to acting. It was just like, this is a world that I wanted to be a part of so badly, and I had suppressed it for, for such a long time that when I finally started it, it was like, oh, man, every single step of the way was exciting, no matter how big or small. It was just like, ooh, I get to do this. Ooh, I'm on set. Ooh, I get to, like, you know, 
have a line with this actor that I've seen for so long and that I've watched on TV and now we're like in a scene together. So for me, I, I can, and also the whole like family thing, she's so close to her family. She's so close to her, to her parents and she loves them so much. And there's a lot of mm, sort of tension there too, because there's different values and they came from a different place than she did. And I, I, I relate to her on so many levels um, that for me, it's just I get to I get to sort of act out how I'm feeling anyway about my own journey, and she's just she's just a fun person to be. I I really really appreciate her her zest and joy and enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. I love that because so many people, you know, when we first launched Ms. Marvel, were like, oh yeah, you know, Muslim American South Asian, like all these different things. And I had such surprising responses as to who pe- who connected with her and how they connected with her. I feel like she brings out so many different things and a lot of different people, you know, uh-huh. which which was very, yeah. very heartwarming, very, very surprising, but also very, very heartwarming. She's a very universal character in that way. She is very, she's, she's very relatable. She's super relatable. She's, I think, relatable across, like, across races, across generations, because she sort of represents what I think we've all felt at some point, and that's like, you know, having these hopes and dreams and, and, and seeing them realized in a certain way, and also just the love that she has for everyone. Like, she's got true humanity in her, um, and that's just, that's something that I think we all want to see, we all want to see more of. But I, I think with every book that I read, I mean, with every comic that I read of, of in, in, her, in her volume, or in, in the series of, of Ms. Marvel, I was just like, I became more and more connected to her story, and more and more, I felt, I, I just related to her more and more with, with, every, with every comic book. That's great. So now that it's sort of the topic of conversation currently happening in film and TV is sort of diversity, is there an ideal role that you're, it doesn't necessarily need to be a diverse role, but is there an ideal role you would love to be voice acting or on screen? Um, yeah, I mean, there are several. I, I, love, I love variety. I just, I like to do character stuff on screen and, you know, voice character. Um, I like to play with my, my voice. And so, um, there, there are certain things that I'd like to hit. Like, I'd really love to be a villain at some point. I'm just, it would be fun to, to, to be a villain. I've, and that was like since I was little. I don't know. It just seems like a fun thing to do. Um, and I really want to be in like a period piece. Hmm. I don't know why. I think it's because I saw like Pride and Prejudice over and over and over again. <laughs> up. But like, <laughs> um, but I, yeah, it'd be really cool to be in a period piece. But for me, it's like, comedy drama I want to I want to be able to do it all and I want I want the range and I want to try I want to explore different characters and different people so it's it's hard to like narrow that down to to one or two things but I guess those are those are the two main things that I'd like to hit at some point I think I've seen every iteration of a Pride and Prejudice <laughs> adaptation there Wait, is. is. But, okay, is there a Bollywood version? There is a Bollywood version. Oh. Um, I forget what it's called. There's a, definitely a Bollywood version with Ashwarya Rai. It's quite bad. <laughs> um, it's entertaining, I'm sure. It is entertaining, but it's, it's interesting because it does transcend, like, cultural boundaries because 
there's a lot of things in there where you're like, oh my god, yeah, like like back in the day, England is basically modern day India, just in terms right. of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so without the corsets, without the yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I have, well, we have different versions of corsets, <laughs> Indian culture, um, but anyway. I, we did do a Pride and Prejudice uh, Marvel adaptation, by the way. So if you ever want to check oh, it out, Kat, yeah. That's awesome. Okay, I definitely want to check it out. <laughs> um, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna switch gears a little bit and do some nerd questions, like quick nerd questions. Um, okay. And uh, and then and then sign off. All right. So. Okay. Cool. Okay. First question: um, If you had a late night TV show, who would be your co-host? Iron Man, Captain Marvel, or Kamala Khan? Ooh. <laughs> well, let's see. I think I'd, I, I think I'd have Iron Man, just because I don't know if I want, like, two of me there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good answer. Um, okay, what would your ideal superpower be? I feel like we already know this answer. <laughs> Astral projection? Um, yeah, no, I guess uh, I've thought about this before. And, yeah, teleportation. Uh, that. Ooh. Oh. Do you believe alien life exists? And if so, uh, would you want to travel to Mars one day? Uh, yes, I believe alien life exists. <laughs> if I do travel to Mars, I, I want to come back. I'd rather go to Pandora. So okay, so okay, so, so your next, I think that the next action item for you is to one, give us your Twitter icon or where people can find you, and then your first tweet after this conversation or after we post this podcast is exactly your theory on alien life because I want this evidence. <laughs> All right, deal. <laughs> All right, so where, where can they find you? Okay, um, so you can find me on uh, Twitter. It's Catherine, Catherine K, but it's spelled Catherine, so K-A-T-H-R-E-E-N-K. Um, and then I'm on Instagram, too, as Catherine Kavari. Uh, hey, should I spell it out? It's really long. That's fine. We'll, we'll, tag it. we'll tag it on the news story and obviously on the tweets when they go out. And don't forget, okay. and don't forget. Of course, you can hear Cat's voice as Ms. Marvel on Avengers Assemble on DXD currently on air. Check it out; it's so much fun. It's such an adorable, engaging, and fun storyline. Um, and last, we want to ask you one thing before we sign off. Would you mind signing off as Ms. Marvel? Oh man! Okay, <laughs> I was scared of the shirt. Okay. Um. Say your favorite. <laughs> you can say your favorite line. Yeah. Well, I was going to just say, and again. There you have it. Our favorite made-up word. It's so much fun to say. Well, thank you so much for for being with us. We really enjoyed talking to you. And, of course, if you're ever around the Marvel offices, or New York, rather, come by the Marvel offices, and we will show you where it all gets made. Oh, man, I'd love to. Thank you. Thanks so much for uh, chatting with me. Thank you so much, and thanks to you guys. We'll check you guys later. This is Marvel, your universe. As always, please send us questions or suggestions to womanof at marvel.com or tweet at marvel with hashtag womanofmarvel. Tune in next week as we delve into the behind-the-scenes world of Marvel's Netflix with line producer Gail Berenger. We'll check you guys next week. This is Marvel, your universe.